welcome, Tesla Illusions. We are doing an episode that I have mentioned that I was going to do a couple times, mostly as it relates to our episodes on Tinder and sexuality and dating. And I guess, you know what, if you use dating apps for platonic friendships, maybe you're looking for a fourth for Mario Party, you know, you got your N64, I mean, you don't want to use the uh, CPU, you don't want the bot, they're often N64 AI, not that good. Hey, maybe you need Tinder so that somebody can be Waluigi. I don't know. You know, you do you. If you're a fan of the show, you've probably heard me refer to this thing called the gauntlet. That's basically the rubric by which I decide if uh, a Tinder suitor or a Bumble suitor or a Hinge suitor, whatever the fuck kind of suitor, her, uh, OK Cuphead, that kind of stuff. Um, You know, by which I judge whether I will go out with somebody and... Uh, it all fit on a page, so some people could say, oh, your standards are way too high. No, actually, I don't think so. These standards are pretty good, and it's actually very reasonable stuff, and I made notes, so sometimes if you're, you know, one of the people who's like, I really, I just think Ian's so wonderful, uh, I just love her, but she's prone to rambling, and uh, she's a little, uh, she can easily fall off the rails because she's a pretty batshit crazy person. Okay. Now, I should preface that I'm obviously approaching a lot of this stuff as a trans woman who, I mean, a lot of women have to, there's basic safety stuff. We have to be smart. You know, some cute guys will be like, hey, you know, I really want to hang with you tomorrow. And that's their first message. That's not safe. That's not a safe situation that, frankly, any woman, if you're a guy and you're really cute and you think you have a great game, and you think you can just charm people immediately. Well, I mean, it's, it's really kind of a safety thing. You don't. As a trans person, too, I mean, there is nothing more awkward than being on a bad date because pe- I've had this happen and it sucks. I don't mean to get heavy like instantly, but I've had guys on bad dates who have have essentially like taken the idea that they're being rejected by a trans woman like viscerally like, how dare you? Ah, like really, really, the sense of entitlement just flows, and I, it, it, it's, it's, it's scary to be in because you have to diffuse the situation, and you also like, I mean, God forbid something like that happened in a private set. It, it's dangerous. It, yeah, I, no joke. I can joke about a lot of things like high standards. High standards very important. And we get all the people who say, like, oh, you know, why should I put effort in my message? I'm not going to get a response anyway. That's why, because th- the only way forward is to put some effort. I mean, at least for me. If, if you're not somebody who does that, I mean, so be it. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody what, uh, what to do. But if you're looking for advice on how to approach your game, well, I think the gauntlet is actually probably uh, useful for uh, pretty much everybody of all genders. And honestly, like... So a lot of, like, why I decided to organize a lot of this stuff like this is, I mean, I have been on Tinder from sort of both ends of the spectrum in terms of dating uh, pre-transition and and now dating again as somebody who's, you know, years removed from the quote-unquote end of their transition. I mean, it's reality. Girls have more options than guys do. That's, that is a reality. There's the ratios. There's a lot more men than women on these apps. Uh, we get a lot more ma- matches. We get a lot more messages. We don't have more time to necessarily do all this stuff. So, like, people say, oh, it's not fair. It's not fair. The guy has to do all the work. I mean, life life is not fair. I say that as a trans woman. I have to, you know, compete with people with working uteruses. I mean, 
I would probably be married right I would probably I wouldn't be recording right now because I would be I'd have baby number three in the tummy in, uh, you know shielded with my uh, maternity swimsuit and I'd be at the pool with the other kid I mean I, I'm playing the cards I'm dealt here <laughs> if I wasn't trans I would be the greatest gold digger on God's green earth that's basically what I'm saying it sounds very arrogant I mean you guys know me I'm pretty witty I think I it's really it's a big I've had to I've I've had to go this uphill battle and uh, you've gotta you gotta adjust your rules of engagement <laughs> and that's why even even the trans person I, I I have to find a way to manage all of like all of my I, people laugh when I call them Tinder suitors I mean that's frankly it's a old fashioned term uh, I think approaching a lot of this stuff the approaching casual sex the old fashioned way is frankly a good way to go. Because you get to kind of feel really good about the uh, mechanics of courtship and all of that. And you also, you do, you get the best of both worlds. It's like Hannah Montana. You get sort of cute, fun, flirty stuff. And then you get really great sex. And uh, the other benefit, like most of the time, you don't even have to see the guy again. You can have great, this can be just absolute, just balls to the wall fun. It's like the movie Crank with Jason Statham. It's just, it's it's all 10, the high octane the whole time, and the credits are rolling, and it's over. And I guess like a couple years later, you get a sequel. And then people will potentially later talk about making another one, but it's not going to happen. So funny thing, when I talk with my regular hookups, you know, the people who I've, you know, gone out with a couple times, and I talk about the gauntlet, often they're kind of like baffled. And... I've seen this similar reaction a couple times of people basically being like, gee, what the fuck did I do that was special? Uh, and really, the answer is, even fuck up. <laughs> you know, nobody expects you to behave 100% like Prince Charming and just sweep somebody off your off their feet on a dating app. It's like, it's not about, it's not about coming with like the elite game that, you know, you make an Avengers movie about because it's just so awesome that you can't help but just scream at the top of your lungs oh my god oh my god i can't believe this person i mean if you get the reaction from somebody on a dating app frankly that's you're setting yourself up for failure i like to set myself up for success i don't want a bad date so i use the gauntlet and i think that that's a pretty good system and uh we'll go through the notes and talk about hopefully give you some ideas about how to sort of set your own kind of rubric for yourself if you find yourself in this similar position okay so we've got the baselines. And frankly, the baselines are things that you don't necessarily deserve credit for. Like, and I, I have, especially in the past couple days, encountered a bunch of guys who basically thought because we matched, I would want to hang out with them then. There wasn't anything. Like, they asked, uh, one was the second message, asked to hang out. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, that's, 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 uh, I, was like, I, I don't know about that. And he's like, but we matched. And cringing like what the fuck do you think that means man you're not you know you're not <laughs> does that mean we think we're cute i guess we should get married i mean where do you take that rabbit i mean i, I just you know some people are like that and i mean if, if that's you i i guess you do you but uh a match a match is not really worth much more than the you know force it took you to swipe swipe <laughs> you know unless you got a real cramped up Unless your thumb cramps up from doing it, or your finger, whatever finger you use, maybe use a stylus pen to swipe. Unless that cramps up, I mean, it's not really like it's killing you to to go through all of this stuff. So, baseline, being cute is a baseline. You shouldn't get extra points for being cute because, I mean, if you've got, 
we, we can draw a distinction. I don't want to say like, you know, uh, looks don't matter or bio doesn't matter. If you, if you've got great pictures and you've got, uh, you got a good bio, then you're putting forth good energy. But beyond that, I think a lot of us, uh, women in particular know, and actually, I mean, there are a lot of people who are hot and know they're hot and they don't do any effort above that. And, uh, I mean, women can get away with that a lot. And for a lot of people, guys can get away with it. But a pretty boy who puts no effort into their game is not going to be a great match for ITM. So I, I, I don't reward extra points for being cute. I live in Los Angeles. There are a fuck ton of hot people all over the place. It's not it's not hard. Cuties there are cuties everywhere. And that's a good thing, but it's also it's also why you need you can't you can't place too much stock in it. So baseline I mean cute, that's a baseline. Not a creep. Also a baseline. There are a lot of people God, the other day I got a message uh, a guy asked me a question about my bio, uh, which, fine, uh, it, it wasn't the most original. I m- I'd mentioned the beverage known as an egg cream. I said that I would make people an egg cream if they uh, behave themselves. He said, what's an egg cream? Didn't answer. I get asked that a lot. Then he asked me another message. His next message was, can I ask you something, a very personal question that's sexual? And I replied, No. <laughs> He got angry that I didn't answer the first. He goes, okay, on to my first question. I was like, not, he failed the not a creep test. Sending sexual messages unwanted, that is a creep. You shouldn't go out with people like that. You know what? If if you're into that, if that's what you like, fine. I, I like having sex. I don't like sexual unprovoked sexual talk. There's a big difference. If you're a guy and you think that your sex game, all of that, my... My bio mentions my vagina. That's not an invitation. Of course, that's also a baseline. (laughs) Not get out of ourselves. It is important to not be a creep. Some first messages I've gotten have said, who would win in a wrestling match? Uh, A guy might think that's playful. I'm thinking, why does this man want to inflict violence on me? (laughs) It sounds like kind of funny, but don't, don't. Don't challenge your Tinder matches to a wrestling match. That's that sounds horrible. That's an instant red flag. Uh, saying to people, a guy messaged uh, my my uh, one of the pro. I guess it had to have been OK Cupid because it had a uh, one of my sexual identities. I just put twink. I mean, twink it typically denotes gay men. I fucking love the word twink, so I use it every t- chance I get. And he said, boy, twink, that's a dangerous combination. He said danger, instant turn off. I don't want danger. I don't want violence. I don't want any of that in the first me- message. Maybe, maybe they think it's cute. Guess what? Most women don't like that. They don't like it. I mean, it should go without saying that asking a trans woman, I mean, God, this one old guy, yes, I mean, he was in his 40s. He messaged, his first message was, hey, what are you looking for? And normally I say sir is a Wendy's, but I said mobile order or delivery. And he said, what kind of equipment? I wanted to say, like, A, it's in my profile. B, what? How the fuck are you this bad at this? Like, what a fucking loser. Part of the gauntlet value, don't don't treat this like it's a menu. Don't ask people, what are you looking for? It's a, it's a, people think they're being clever. They're being above board. Guess what? You're not clever. And... You're putting women in an unthinkable scenario or an unwinnable scenario. What are you looking for? Casual sex. Oh, great. Me too. Not an invitation, bud. Uh, 
So there's that. Um, and also, a baseline, flirty. You got to be flirty, but not overly sexual. Now, people say, oh, that's so hard. You know what? I, I, I got to say, I, I, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and refuse to acknowledge or even admit that uh, it, it, it should be considered unreasonable that a person should know how to talk to a stranger in a way that's cute but doesn't make them feel uncomfortable. Now, I, you know, I mean, that, and, and that's, that's a, it's an, un, it's an unknown, it's a known unknown, to quote Donald Rumsfeld. We'll bring up the uh, Gerald Ford and George, uh, uh, George W. Bush's Secretary of Defense. We'll invoke him in uh, our talk about Tinder. It is a known unknown. You know that you don't know what somebody else's boundaries are, so you should lean on the side that is going to minimize making somebody else feel uncomfortable. And, I mean, sometimes you'll trigger that, and it'll be unintended, and that'll suck, but uh, I think a general rule of thumb is to, to really do your best to avoid making somebody else feel uncomfortable. And, I mean, for some it might be hard. I don't know. For me, not that hard. Charming, also a baseline. I want somebody who smiles and knows how to talk. And that's cute and clever. And I don't need... I, I go out with people often, seven or eight messages. Ask me out, bang, bang, you know, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Not too bad. Uh, sometimes, like, sometimes you get asked, and it's just after a couple messages, and they're like, well, what could I have done differently? And it's like, I, I don't know. I, I can't teach you how to flirt with women. They're like, what should I have said? Good question. I don't know. It's not rocket science. So along those lines... A non-generic opening. We Our last, I don't want to focus absolutely too much on this because we just did a full episode called The Requiem for How Are You, which I hate. I hate that opening. I hate it. Not only do I just hate it, I mean, I, I'm an extreme uh, case. It, it actually, it, it, not only do I hate, not only do, do I just hate the words, it makes me feel unattracted to the person. So I, I can't engage with a hi, how are you? Because they've already said that they're boring to me. And that's kind of all I need. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, we got our baseline. That's actually basically the baselines. You need to not be a creep. You need to be cute. And <laughs> you need to know how to communicate with a person, an anonymous person. I mean, it, this is all, it's, I could say anonymous person. You go up to a bar, you need all of these things, too. You need, you need to be a little special, and you also need to not mention the person's genitals. And that's, frankly, good advice for cis or trans. Don't. Don't talk to like the way that I use my vagina line. I say I make Thomas the Tank Engine memes about my vagina. A lot of times people say I want to see those Thomas the Tank Engine memes. Well, guess what? That would require me to give you my number because you can't send message. You can't send pictures over Tinder. You used to be able to back in the day. And guess 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 what people sent? Guess what people sent when they get, were given the option to send pictures? Do you think they sent cute stuffed animal pictures? No, they sent. I I used to see. It, it honestly, it gave me some pause on my own transition because I saw some dicks that were so, that were awful. And I was like, you know what? I actually, I had a good dick. <laughs> so maybe God, maybe God endowed me with something. One of, one of my recent hookups, I haven't told him this, but one of my recent hookups has a penis that's very similar to my old, the way my old one looked. I don't want to fuck with him too much. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's why I, I, 
if Tinder, if Tinder let you send pictures, you get dick pics. They'll say, hey, mine, mine used to be better. That's in my comedy album. All right, we'll, we'll talk stuff, but that won't move on. Yeah, so the gaunt, I mean, it's not hard. Baseline's not hard. If I swipe right, I probably think you're cute. You got most, these, these are all things that are basically up for a match to not lose. I mean, charming and flirty, like, okay, you do have to put a little, like, that. but that's God-given talent. Some people know how to flirt, some people don't. I happen to be one of the people who knows how to flirt, and I like it. So, uh, it, it's the best dates I've always described are the ones that feel effortless. It's not like they're actually effortless, but they feel that way, and they feel so good that you just—it feels like you don't actually have to flirt. But God, you're spitting game like mile a minute. It's it's fucking fantastic. It's it's why the gauntlet exists. Dates should be that. Dates should not be some awkward, you know, small talk chit chat. It should be high octane, uh, pheromones flying all over the place. The Ponfar, the Star Trek. We did an episode on that. Um, <laughs> full in effect. It's just fucking fantastic, and uh, that's why you need the gauntlet. So we have, uh, so we have people, and you know, frankly, ninety percent of Tinder fail the baseline, and good riddance. You don't need them, uh, but but that's that's on them. And it, if you're a guy who listens to this podcast for advice, literally. Follow the baselines. You're, you'll see, if, if you're not following those baselines, then uh, no wonder you're uh, not having any luck. But if you can follow those, it doesn't mean you're going to get to go out with everybody, but your margins will improve. Trust me. Just believe me. I'm actually pretty good at this stuff. Okay, so we've done the baselines. Now we have the metrics. That is uh, when we're heading into the home stretch of... Uh, this, is, this is the territory where there uh i sometimes call it heartbreak hill um or waterloo heartbreak hill is a boston marathon reference and waterloo is obviously the downfall of napoleon um this is when the date goes when when the conversation heads into meetup territory uh some guys fuck it up not more often than not they don't but uh i mean it's happened my <laughs> I'm averaging a little under 20%, I think, on getting asked to dates versus accepting. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of people do fuck up, but, um, so these, these are the, these are the standards, uh, that I judge. Basically, the, 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 the request for the date is judged. Okay. So, really, there's, there's a big three. Distance, time, and execution. Distance being how far are they? Time being how long did it take for them to ask? And that's kind of a that's that's probably the most important of the three. Uh, the third is also not unimportant. Uh, the execution. What were you being asked to do? Okay, so let's take them one at a time. Distance. Local people, people who live near Long Beach, uh, tend to get a bit of a boost. Or uh, Long Beach, Redondo. Uh, not that Newport is that close, but sometimes Newport is a bit more favorable to LA just because it's a little easier to get over there and, you know, get a ton of excuses to go to Orange County. Orange County can suck in a lot of ways, but, uh, it's, it's fun. Uh, Long Beach, Long Beach people, I mean, a a, a subsection of the gauntlet is also like the idea that there are some people who would fit under the category of like a flyer date, like somebody would just say, you match, you ma- message somebody, match, they ask you out, they're nearby, then you're less, then you're more likely, there's there's less risk involved to then going out and, and 
that's kind of also where gender play. I, I had a really, really, really fun. Imp- it was I set a record. I had a date with a woman. She asked me to drinks. Uh, it was probably a half hour after we matched, and I went and uh, we went the distance. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but she was local and new, and it was Pride and. Uh, God, I mean, she really was. It was it was a lot of fun. I, I do hope to see her again. Um, but that was that. That's a route that a man couldn't have run. I wouldn't. Maybe, maybe it would, it would depend on the charm. Uh, but you know, time, 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 and distance in that case were important. Generally speaking, I mean, time normally would have been a huge red flag if uh, she had been a different gender. Uh, really, frankly, if she had lived further away. I mean, I've been invited. I. I People have wanted to get a cup of coffee, and you have to drive up to Yorba Linda where the Nixon Library is. That's not going to happen. But, uh, nor- so normally, I mean, the the time and distance, uh, it's important. You want to talk to somebody for a bit before you commit, like, a day or an evening or, uh, I mean, if it's going well, I do tend to like to have sex, so you do have to consider if a date's going okay... You know, do I spread my legs for this person, or do I awkwardly reject them and leave? Uh, it's tough. I would rather avoid that scenario. I like, you know, the gauntlet helps me get a higher caliber quality of date that makes the decision to have sex a lot easier. And distance and time also play into the execution. Now, what is the execution? I've kind of described it. It is basically what were you being asked. Tinder... You don't always get invited on a date, like a dinner date, where there's a nice meal and you dress up and you all of that. You can get that. That's very fun. People accuse Ian of having high standards all the time. I I don't need that. Uh, It is nice. Uh, It's better than coffee, in my opinion. Uh, Just, I mean, the, the romantic dinner does tend to lend itself well to cultivating uh, an environment where the vibes will fly. But um, it's not super necessary. But, like, you know, some people have been very far away, have asked me for coffee or, you know, to quote-unquote hang out. I'm 30. I know what that means. Uh, actually, I, I'm really fun to hang out with. I have a lot of toys, um, a lot of video games and stuff. I'm actually a really fun person to quote-unquote hang out with. But I know what that means. I'm not driving 25 miles to quote-unquote hang out. Not happening. Uh, <laughs> boys doing that. It's not gonna happen. Uh, I so with women, I will actually uh, do that. Some you don't have to like, and people would say, "Oh, that's unfair." Like, let's just be serious. You don't have to worry as much about being sexually assaulted by a woman and then a man. That's that's that is honest. That's real. That is a reality that uh, I'm going to choose to live in because that actually is the only one that anyone lives in. So I'm just gonna acknowledge it. People would say sexism, blah blah blah. I am ninety percent heterosexual. I prefer men. Nine times out of ten to women, uh, women will have much lower standards to go out with them than men because I don't have to worry about it. So the three, distance, time, and execution, they do kind of proportionally, I mean, you don't need to hit a home run on all three. You do need to hit a home run somewhere. And the time one, I guess we'll talk about, uh, is, is important to talk about a bit. Okay. I generally speaking like to be asked out on a date within 24 to 48 hours of messaging. That is not everybody else's level of comfort. That and 
I, I'm not, I'm not uh, going to judge anybody who needs that extra time. It's generally, and it's not always. It's not. It, it is actually often proportional to distance. You're not going to meet up instantly with people who live uh, across L.A. from you. That's that's just not, uh, you know, we're talking 15, 20 miles. Uh, you, you can't just meet up with somebody instantly on that. You can make plans to meet up in the future, uh, and that, that that is a way to satisfy the time requirement. But um, people who are further away get a little bit more of a leash. What does happen sometimes, and this will be a subject I'll talk about uh, a little bit more in, fu- in a future episode on ghosting. You just get some people. The most the most likely category that falls under this is newly out of the closet people. And again, I'm not 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 judging anyone. Uh, it's just romantically not my type when it becomes a situation where you are talking to somebody. I've had some women send me these long ass messages like fucking three weeks and it's just like you feel like you know the person and that there's no end in sight you can't escalate it you can't do anything you're just getting extended biography and that like, you gotta cut them loose at, at some point because it, it, it drives you fucking nuts and that is a scenario i've seen with baby gays a lot and i i get called an elder tran it's ridiculous which i find ridiculous i'm 30 i've been out of the closet for about six years uh, that does make me an elder tram by a lot of standards. That's ridiculous. But anyway, baby gay. It's just not, It's that's just not compatible with my lifestyle. The the idea of, of just taking these absolute baby steps to approach a trans person or a, a same-sex relationship. Uh, or a same-sex beginnings of a relationship, not same-sex relationship. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, you can't just talk weeks on it. And, and there are guys, there are guys who fall for this too. In, in fact, some who I've got to imagine are listening to the show because they're still trying to get in my pants like weeks after they weeks after they blew it and it's just like at some point like I'll say it to I'll say it more broadly to everybody and in case they are listening like you got to shoot your shot man and uh you know if you don't take your chance it, it, people do move on uh yeah you can't just talk ad nauseum like and, and sometimes you gotta tell them that, like, well, I was about to ask you. No, you fucking weren't. It doesn't take weeks to arrive at that point. Like, no. People get sick of it. I don't want a pen pal. I don't need to talk to somebody forever and ever and ever. And I'm saying that as I have all of these various standards. Nice window. If they haven't asked you out in 72 hours, uh, you know, it's, uh, generally speaking, not a good sign. And... There are plenty of exceptions to this. My last two relationships were exceptions to this. Uh, the first one, because I was, uh, we took probably about 10 days to meet, including uh, a missed opportunity. Uh, they, uh, t- t- I'll, I'll tell the Tara. <laughs> Tara and I were friends for about, you know, Tara has been on the show a billion times. We broke up uh, my longtime partner of four years. Tara and I matched on regular Bumble in circa 2017. I was moving from Claremont to Long Beach. Her first effort, and we were friends for about a year. I, it was I was in my midst of my medical transition. Uh, Tara did get a bit friend zoned for a while, um, and you know I she I give her credit for this on everything. The girl was persistent. Uh, it may have may have sandbagged me at the end, but. Uh, I, she made that happen. I, I really respect uh, her persistence on that front because I, I needed a lot of time to get my emotions in check and, and everything, and uh, she was good about that. But her first, her first, she first wanted to hang out. 
she wanted to go to a mall in Rancho Cucamonga, which is near Claremont, and her family was going to be there, and she was going to peel off from them and hang out with me. And I was like, that fucking sounds horrible. Uh, <laughs> I did not want to hang out. We then hang, hung out about 10 days later in Carson after I'd moved to Long Beach. Uh, her family's up near the Inland Empire area, so... But I mean that that would have that would have that was a hard that she probably wouldn't have survived modern day gauntlet standards. I would have had four years of my life back. <laughs> another one, uh, another person I dated, uh, Koreatown. Uh, we probably talked for about ten days, and uh, I asked them to ask me out, and they came. And uh, God, they you know the whole the whole we haven't gotten really to the third part of the execution of what the activity. Uh, I promised them salt, and I promised them the Long Beach Public Library, and uh, we play games. Uh, I, sh- God, I showed them a lot of my video game toys and my stuffed animals, and they were 100% good sport, and uh, they were fucking hot, and they asked if they could kiss me, and I mean, they played it. I was putty, and if people, if, if the chemistry is right, and you're being flirty and all of that, I, I can be putty in people's hands. I really do fall for it. Um, I'm, I'm a sweetheart in that front, and I really, I, I just enjoy it a lot, so... Sometimes this stuff doesn't matter. It's typically good rubrics. Um, distant. I mean, it is important to acknowledge you don't have to live this stuff to an absolute code. Like you're not Batman. This isn't a real code. These are these are guidelines that you think about, and uh, you know. And oftentimes, it really is important guardrails against cis men. And when you're not dealing with cis men, you can blend the rules a bit. Um, you can often actually. I mean, I I, I single cis men uh, sometimes trans. I, I, trans men have fucked up a lot asking me out on dates, sir. I'm, I, it was, we can just say men in this case. Um, if you are a cute trans man who has really great game and is an absolute sweetheart, you know, uh, you know how to get in touch. <laughs> I say I'm getting, not really. <laughs> Horny on main. Okay, no, that's good. Um, it, it's important. I mean, you gotta think. Hey, gas is expensive, first of all, and it's annoying to drive across town. Uh, you, I, I like. I'm not gonna drive. I'm not gonna drive forty minutes for a flyer date. I'm just not. That's that's who I am. And people can say that's callous. Blah blah blah. It's. It, it, I just don't want to. I don't have. I, 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 the your own personal gauntlet needs to ref, reflect a what you want out of the dating pool and b what you are kind of currently getting out of the dating pool. So if you're getting dates, if you're going on dates, you don't have to drive forty minutes to have a cup of coffee with a rando. That's not if they want to come to. I often, honestly, got a lot of guys will say to me, "Distance doesn't matter." They'll try to negate the distance by just offering to come to me. However, I live downtown. They kind of often will need to use my extra parking spot. So, and that that, that kind of makes things a little bit more awkward. They still need to pass the rest of the gauntlet. I there was one guy. He was twenty five. I had rejected him. Probably like six times because he 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 really did, he was a high how are you he didn't have a great game, and I, he was cute. I, I the only reason I messaged him back was his profile mentioned Pokemon Blue and the dude was twenty five. Pokemon Blue was I, that came out when I was in kindergarten. I'm like you're too. I was like you have older siblings. Like you're too young for that game. And we started talking and he kept asking me out, and I was like why don't you like people your own age? And he said uh, you know they're all so vapid. They're all spending time on TikTok. He's a 25-year-old. First off, I don't like people who shit all over their own generation. I think that's really ugly. Second of all, he's like, I only date older women. Creepy, fetish. My sister's 20. I Frankly, I don't think we have a lot of Gen Z listeners, but I, I, I am 
forever in awe of younger people and how much more kind and compassionate our younger generation is than, frankly, a lot of us are. And that's not to dump on my generation or anything, but just I've had the chance to go in and guest teach some of my sister's classes when she was in high school. I've spent a lot of time with young kids. It's a really, it's a thoughtful generation. And I think that as millennials and as I know that this podcast is generally more popular with uh, millennials and, and Gen X and uh, older people, we, we as, we as elder gays and elder, everybody, we really do, at least in my opinion, have an obligation to uh, uplift and, and, and find the best in those young people. They're the future uh, the kids are all right. I mean, they're, it's a good bunch. I, I'm really, I, 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 I cannot stand when people try to dump on young, young people. I, that, that to me just sucks. This guy's like dumping on all of his, he's all there, all so vapid and child. Like, fuck off. Um, sending packing. But he kept saying, I'll come to Long Beach. I'm like, dude, I've rejected you. You still want to come here? He's like, yes. And it's like, Guess what? He probably had a trans fetish or he was super desperate. But that's, again, why we have the gauntlet. We don't just agree to go out with every... That's the idea. I mean, people say, take a chance. Take a chance. That that can get... Frankly, a lot of people do not handle rejection well. So, uh, you know, you, you want to use the gauntlet to avoid your shitty, uh, you know, having taken a chance and then instantly regretting it. Or regretting it. Yeah, frankly... There's nothing worse than five minutes into a date realizing that, shit, this was a really bad idea to go on this. But I think the execution is important because you need to have some sort of activity that you've agreed to do. Sex is, is really kind of, you know, the ulterior motive can't be, there's nothing wrong with it, with referring to something as the ulterior motive. That sounds kind of nefarious, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't need to be. It's kind of just assumed. Uh, and it's not even, God, the people have said, like, can I kiss you to me? it's like taking a sledgehammer to like ah it just melts me into a billion pieces and i (laughs) i always joke that i get a lot of i get a lot of my feminine validation through men which is regressive and all of that but god i mean the traditional courtship process brings out butterflies in me i fucking love it um and it, it women have actually i mean more often than not women in days are the non-binary people are the ones who are, are great into the consent and stuff they ask yeah, it's just i like melt like butter it's it's <laughs> it's really nice i really love it i really do you know some people are like oh consents like you know you don't have to ask like it ruins like the moment no, it fucking makes the moment moments just consent is incredibly incredibly sexy there's a person i dated for a couple weeks i mean we were not a good match like personally uh for a couple of reasons but uh the way that they the way they make the way they made me feel and frankly the way that i still feel when i think about them uh motherfucker like they played a great game uh there's a lot, lot of a lot of great uh chemistry uh you could probably some people could be saying like oh ian's definitely not over them uh no i mean you move on with life but i think that my <clears throat> i've had enough good dates over this stretch in the post-terra era the kind of rhymes um of the post terra era i've had enough good dates that that really uh reaffirm the point of the gauntlet which is to put yourself in a position where you open up yourself and you just get those butterflies because you found a person that you actually are compatible with and it does feel effortless and stuff and 
um, kind of the beauty of that, this stuff doesn't always work out. People move, uh, they're, uh, they have to go back to their, their primary partner and maybe they don't have a lot of time for you. And maybe you see them in a couple weeks or you don't, things happen. Uh, a lot of things, people go their separate ways all the time, but, uh, the good ones, there are a couple one night stands where I just think back at just how magical every fucking moment was. And I can't feel sad that there wasn't another one because I'm just I'm so happy that it got to happen in the first place. I, I, I think that maybe like puts me in in a particularly good position to enjoy casual sex and everything. But at the same time, um, you know, because because yeah, you, you have to be you have to go into that stuff kind of guarded. You you can get hurt easily. Like uh, this is gonna sound really sappy and all of that. I I had this really great one night stand a couple weeks ago that. I, I was pretty convinced as the night went on that there w- we, we had made plans for another one. I, I could tell that, that that I could tell that she was probably not emotionally gonna gonna handle that uh, or or not or anything. But it was really it was it was it was it was so beautiful and I had one of those like happy cries afterward. And some people said like, "Boy, that's really emotionally unhealthy." It was just like. In all of this, in all of this world, all the hatred going on, where this, this, we have mass shootings every day, we're gonna repeal Roe v. Wade, America's in a fucking shitty place, and for maybe about 10 hours of my life, I really just, I'm gonna cry on air again, um, on air, this is a recorded podcast, so I can edit out the crying, um, it was just, God, it reminded you. It reminded you of the peak that this whole, like, uh, casual sex thing can get you. Really just, you connect, and you're reminded, like, fuck, I have a lot to offer the world. Like, that's that's really beautiful. I, I want to, like, and, and, and kind of, like, like, finding long-term relationships and stuff is, is difficult, and it's hard work, and it takes time, and, and, and frankly, it takes a lot of luck. Uh if you're able to kind of keep your skills sharp, stay like sexually, um, I never, I, I, people say it sounds stupid to like say like to have regular sex just to keep your skills sharp. I'm a very good lover. Um, it's it's important. Like, it's important. It's important to ha- keep your arsenal fresh. Um, because when somebody does come around and you you really want to like ramp it up and 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 connect with them and uh, give them give them give them a ride of their life. Uh, yeah, you need you need. <laughs> need to keep your skills sharp. You need to apply the gauntlet. So, I mean, execution, it doesn't, none, none of this, like, the dates where you go to, like, places like the aquarium or you go to an art gallery, you go to a museum, those are fun. Those are special. Those are things you'll always remember. Uh, a lot of fun stuff. A brunch, a cup of coffee, a drink, just an activity that, that is the thing before the sex uh, those are fun too. It's it's fun to it's fun to go out and and just sit across from somebody and smile at them and 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 you could tell that they're into you and you could tell like shit maybe we're gonna be fucking in two hours. Uh, I love that little preview process because it it reminds you of why you do all of this stuff. For some listeners, you could say, "Gee, you know, all everything Ian is saying, she just wants to go back into a long term relationship." I I. I am getting ready to want to start dating seriously again. Um, and I think that the healthy way to, to having gone through and, and made the most, like, I rushed into a relationship after Tara and that's like, that was a dumb idea. I, I knew I needed some time, but I wanted to, I wanted to spend that time doing things, having experiences that were both 
you know, making use of my new equipment, but also deeply emotionally rewarding. And for the most part, not for in, in its entirety, but I've had that because I go into this stuff deliberate and thoughtful and open. And you get, you, you put that energy out in the world. You don't always get it back, but you get it back a lot of the time. And as, as we as we return basically to the gauntlet, not not just soliloquies on uh, the beauties of casual sex, uh, there's a third part of the gauntlet. It's it's definitely the least important. If people can have survived the first two, I don't assign a ton of weight to it. But it's not unimportant, and that is the quirk factor. I am a very weird person. I make Thomas the Tank Engine memes. I have a fuck ton of stuffed animals. I have more than 20 game systems, most of which are modded. Um, I ramble about uh, bizarre pop culture, bizarre historical facts. Uh, I I am a fucking weird-as-shit person, uh, and that's what a lot of people like about me. However, it is something that a lot of people do not like about me, and I accept it. I can't change. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I, I, frankly, I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't like my stuffed animals. Uh... If that's a deal breaker for them, I kind of wave and say, well, so be it. Uh, if people are sweet and stuff, and I, my whole big thing, I have, I'm surprised I've made it this far into the podcast without saying it, but my big thing, I like to meet people where they are. I don't, I, I, the key, the healthiest way you can engage dating boys is to accept the fact that you're not really fundamentally going to change them. You can get them to control, you can control their worst in- inclinations a lot. You can get them to be a little bit more thoughtful uh, you can use the carrot and the stick, and you can get them to behave a little bit. But at the end of the day, boys will be boys, and a shithead boy, you're not gonna turn him into a. You're not gonna. You're. You're not gonna tame him. You're not gonna make him into a house cat. That's just the way it kind of goes. A lot of that like just sounds regressive, but as a trans woman, knowing that there are a lot of sweethearts out there who will never see you as an actual match, like long term match, because of your gender identity, like. I can accept that as long as they're really nice to me and treat me right. I'm okay with that. And for some people, that can be really horrible. It can be hard for a lot of people to admit. I'm sure a lot of people are are uh, feel uncomfortable with the idea that I am kind of admitting it. But I know that I don't have a future with a lot of these people. And it's, it's, it's because of immutable qualities. I mean, frankly, a lot of them have immutable qualities, too, that I, I'm not that into. Uh, home, of, home of... My big... It's kind of unfair for some people, but my big thing in potential suitors, they have to have, they have to have accepting families. I have, my family, it's me, my mom, my sister, my dad, and my grandfather. It's the five of us. Uh, and they're all, on, my sister's in Europe, and my parents and my grandfather live on the same street in uh, Connecticut. I live in California. I love living in California. I, frankly, I don't care where a future person's family lives. They need to... They need to like me. They need to accept me for who I am and embrace me. And I mean, that's a tall order for a lot of people. That's kind of the only thing I want. Like, if I have a partner who needs to, you know, open the marriage a couple times a year, uh, it's not really. That's not a thing that excites me like all that much. I don't really care, but I care about that one. That's my one. Um, and I mean, like. When I talk about when I talk about quirks with the gauntlet, I need people who there have been guys who have run to the hills. They've seen my Thomas Tank Engine memes. They're like, "Those are way too sexual. I can't do this. You're too weird." You know what? Fucking fine. I, that's okay. It's in my profile. I make memes about my vagina. You don't like them? I'm the number one Thomas Tank Engine memer in the world. I don't. I I don't take it personally. It's not going to change. It's a. It's 
frankly, why the gauntlet's important. It's important you find this stuff out now versus later because guess what? I'm not going to be embarrassed about myself. I'm very successful with those. I don't give a shit. So, you know, handling quirks is, is important. I am a lot as far as people go, and I'm not I'm not super I'm not super embarrassed about it. I am who I am, and I'm very comfortable and confident. And uh, if people people don't need to you know learn my stuffed animals nation state, they don't need to learn the administration and the occupation of the hundred acre wood and all sorts of things that I don't talk about. <laughs> listening cares about. They don't have to. They have to kind of entertain it. They need to not. It's a turn off for some people. That's okay. That's just it's it's. It's okay. I tend to subject dates to uh, weirder sides of me just to see how they can handle it. It's a subconscious thing I do. It it does kind of realm. It does kind of fall into the realm of fucking with people in a way that typically I don't engage. But if people handle it, if they don't get weirded out, they do get a nice. I mean, they do uh, emotionally endear themselves to me. They get rewarded. It's all good. So I mean, like. I know this probably podcast took we took a couple of sides here and there, but uh the gauntlet's not hard. Don't be a creep. Be deliberate, be thoughtful, be prompt. Be a nice person. Don't just ask for the sex. I can get sex very easily. You know, be a don't be a douchebag. That that's basically the gauntlet. It's not that hard. That's why people who have uh really so wonder why did you go with me? I didn't do anything special. Yeah, you you actually honestly in the world that we're living in right now, it is special to not be a d bag. That's that's the reality. Ninety percent. My success rate on dating, like overall for Tinder, is like a zero point zero two five. Like and and I go out with people a lot, but I I I, I write most. 90, 95% of people don't make it past the match because, and that's on them because they didn't play a good game. And I mean, I could be like the gauntlet also is kind of one of these things where it's really only applicable for people coming to you. You like, it's a weird position for me to be at. Like, I know guys like go getter women sometimes. Most women tend to prefer to be a go getter. I'll send the message the first. To, I'll send the first message sometimes if it seems like a good idea. Uh, it's it's harder though, and and you don't know you don't know how many people are just swiping right on everybody. So you don't, and and maybe they're responding because they don't typically get a lot of messages. It's hard to gauge somebody's in, it, the the easiest way to set like a control setting for knowing if somebody's actually interested or not if they match with you and they send a message that isn't generic you know that typically speaking that does clear the bar- barrier of okay they're okay with trans people so that's that's another important consideration i, I tend to like to stick stick to the gauntlet because it it doesn't i i, I had a bad day yesterday recording yet yesterday i did not have a good date uh, she she made it through the gauntlet pretty well um but it wasn't a good date and that's unfortunate, but at the same time, uh, it's not like the gauntlet did bad. The gauntlet is, by and large, a pretty good system. It, it's it's it served me well in my life, and I don't know. Somebody consider try to like so many people get intimidated and anxious and all of these things by Tinder. I actually really like it. It's a it's an environment where I thrive in. I have a lot of fun, but I'm also careful with the rules of engagement. I try to protect myself. Uh, and I, I try to only seek encounters that are worth my time. So 
I mean, you have to figure out what you want out of Tinder, and the gauntlet is actually a great way to help you get what you want, because what a lot of guys just want is meaningless, emotionless, lazy, awful sex, and if you apply the gauntlet, you can actually filter out a good fuck ton of those people, because what... What is on this page, and this is this is specifically for the guys listening to this who are thinking, like, who are lost with online dating and are wondering, like, thinking all of it's hopeless. You play by these rules that I've laid out, you will have a much better shot than you would if you weren't before. That's not to say, like, attractiveness, these are the baselines, some of these are immutable qualities you can't really change. I can't change, I'm trans. Uh, I try to be very cute, I try to smile, uh, you know, if you if you're a person who think who doesn't think you're a ten out of ten, you got to figure out a way to highlight all of your good skill sets. And I mean, beauty beauty is subjective. Like like, I I know I'm not hot. I know I'm not a beautiful person. But I try to have a big smile, and I I I try to put forth that I'm a good person. Um, you can figure that out from one not hot person to talking to other people. You can uh you can. You can figure out ways around this stuff. We're not all like the football player or the, you know, gymnast or something. We're all kind of working with what we've got. You can figure out a way to do that. Figure out a way to maximize what you have to offer the world. And frankly, project yourself as somebody who has a lot to offer because that kind of energy does attract people. It's, it's, this stuff isn't that hard, guys. It's not. So I think on that note, uh, this episode haven't been long. Well, we took some detours to talk about my own. I don't know. I mean, this is a hard thing for a lot of people. And with all of that in mind, uh, the way that I choose to engage it helps keep me sane in all of it. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that can be of some use to you. And, uh, you know, thank you. If you appreciate this episode, please leave a review on Apple or wherever you get a podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And frankly, wherever you get them, just write a review for wherever they'll let you leave a review. Okay, we're good. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time.